Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And baseball season has started now, which doesn't really affect our podcast. But uh, When's the last time you watched a, a baseball game? Ooh, it's been a while. Still, it's a, yeah, it's, it, it's a marker of the season's changing. Okay. So uh, welcome back to Two Brothers Review. We are going to be discussing the new movie by Jordan Peele, Us, this week. But before we get into that, we wanted to give our pick for favorite horror movies. Um, And I don't think I watch very many horror movies. I wouldn't say it's like a genre I'm really into. But Ty, what is your favorite horror movie? Well, I I guess... uh... I'm. I don't know. This is a little bit of a fudge. I'm also not super into horror movies, but I was thinking of um, what lies beneath or something wicked this way comes. Are those horror okay. movies? They are. I guess there's no. There's not a lot of blood and guts. Yeah, I think. I think that still counts though. Sort of that trauma, that psychological aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, I think mine also is a little bit of a cheat, but I'm going to say uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. I still have never seen it, and I still don't oh, really? want to. Oh, okay. I think you might like it. No, I probably would. Dang it, you're right. <laughs> um, but I think we were both pretty excited for this movie. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. Yeah, you liked You liked Get Out? I loved Get Out. You did, too. I did. It was great. I think it was uh, well put together. I liked sort of Jordan Peele's sensibility, I think. Yeah. So... What was sort of your overarching view of us? Well, uh, so we haven't talked about it at all. I don't know what you think. I was disappointed. I left a little bit angry. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, The anger has since subsided. I just feel like when you have to do that much exposition in two long monologues, you're not doing filmmaking right. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So you're just like... The sort of trying to make it all make sense at the end was more of a disservice than anything to the movie. In the end and in the beginning, uh, when they sit him down by the fireplace. Oh, okay. I think I liked the movie through that initial interaction. Like, I was really into it. I think I liked sort of the juxtaposition of the the characters, you know, the family and the doubles. Um, And even through the the second house, you know, their friends. I thought that part was good. But after that, I, it really lost me. And I, I think what, you know, try once they went down underneath the pier, uh, I don't know. I wish he'd maybe not tried to explain it. And I think that would have made it better rather than this thing that totally was, I don't know, unbelievable. And just maybe have way more questions than answers after that monologue at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, explains way too much. It loses momentum. Uh, you don't, I don't know. You don't realize that they even need to go underground necessarily. Um, I can't remember. Is there, is there a reason they go to the beach? Oh, they're going to take a boat to Mexico. That's like a very thin reason to need to go to the beach. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't even I could not have told you that was why. Well, yeah, it's like a lame uh, writerly thing to do to come up with some excuse to get him there. Um, yeah, and I think it's so. I do also. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding harsh. I I enjoyed it, but 
I think it's pretty lame when they, when they say some unnamed nefarious force created this world underneath the real world with the shadows of people. I mean, I don't think you need to explain why this exists. It can just be a thing that exists. Right. I, I think trying to say someone invented cloning and then gave it up because the clones didn't have the soul. It's, it's like trying to put too much of an explanation on it when it's not necessary. Cause it's that, cause that you can't explain it cause it's crazy. I mean, it's also not exactly cloning because they have kids that look exactly like real kids in the world. Like it's unexplainable. Don't, don't try to explain it. (laughs) Right. It's a horror Um, movie. We can just accept that this thing exists. And then, and and I felt like, oh, sorry. Well, I'll just say, go ahead. I also just felt like the characters, I mean, you said you liked it up to the, to the attack, I guess, but the, the characters were so thin and just, I don't know, like. I feel like in Get Out, you were kind of charmed by um, the main guy. And they had that, you know, they're in a relationship. It's dynamic. There's a tension that comes up because um, it's an interracial couple and uh, he's worried about meeting her parents. There's like an actual setup with some, you know, it creates questions and you're into it. And they're they're like real people. But I feel like in this one, the the way he got the same tension was by showing the flashback which i think is kind of a cheat but then i just didn't care about the lead woman i think you were supposed to but she just she wasn't i don't know it didn't like let us into her point of view in a way that made me really identify with her so that i cared as very much do you think the reveal at the end that the uh lupita nuanga's character in the real world was the shadow person I mean, do you think that was effective or did that change your perspective of what you'd seen to that point? No, I totally guessed that at the beginning, the first scene, I was like, did you, did you, I don't know. I was like, I'm sure that they switched places or, or why not? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't know. I did not think that was part of it. I, I definitely thought I won't be surprised. I felt like, wait, which little girl came back? I had that thought. So then halfway through, okay. I'm like, what would stop it from being the other girl? Who knows? Yeah, I. that's the thing. that I think this movie, if you try to think too deeply about it, it does start to fall apart or show some some of the kind of edges, right? Like, where did they all get matching jumpsuits and these gold scissors? Amazon how, Prime. How did they know where their double was always going to be? Or I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they showed them in that underground place recreating the world above. Right. Like in that last monologue, they reveal like the girl was pretending to be at the Santa Monica pier underneath. And like the shirt was like a shadow of the shirt hurt the girl one above. But it just doesn't No, I don't know. I think I try to be a little too analytical about it so that it just falls apart in that in that moment. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's even being that analytical about it. It just doesn't resonate as being truthful. So then you're kind of like, meh. Yeah, have you done any more kind of research or read anything about what Jordan Peele's message or kind of the purpose of his metaphor in this movie was? Yeah, I have. I, I mean, I googled it and just tried to look for kind of the the articles that summarize what the symbols are, and um, yeah, it just feels very. It's like it's like uh, what's the word? Stylized filmmaking on steroids, you know where. It, he says everything. I read a quote that said everything in the film had a purpose. There was nothing random. And I don't know. I just, 
it felt so it feels so constructed that it doesn't breathe i i feel like okay but, i have a but, question but we could talk about symbols if you want well no i want to ask a question about everything having a purpose so when the family goes to the beach first the you know current day family goes to the beach the boy runs off um and is coming back he sees a man standing with like a jacket and scraggly hair and there's blood on his hand. Yeah. And then he draws a picture of it later and his mom sees it and asks, where did you see this man or what is this? Yeah. But then it's never addressed again. You never see that man again. Like I thought maybe that was going to be the mastermind of this, this thing. Yeah. It wasn't. Nope. Didn't pay off. Uh, My best, I don't know. Uh, My best guess would be, that guy has something like that image specifically is some kind of quotation or, or homage to an image from some other horror movie. Okay. Cause it, I just, I think Jordan Peele was very much trying to do a lot of allusions to other horror movies. So I, I, yeah, I think that's a good example. I don't know, I guess if that was, but I feel like that means he's sticking things in the film, not to make the story better and not to serve the story and build tension, but instead to be clever, to reference other films, to connect his films to the, to the horror genre tradition. It's like the wrong, the wrong way to make films. It's backwards. Yeah. It's like a way to express sort of his film appreciation and and nerddom, but maybe it, it needs to come out more organically and not just feel like Easter eggs. Yeah. It's just, it's just a movie of Easter eggs. That's what it is for sure. Yeah. I don't know. The 1111 theme that was throughout, I guess, is interesting. I don't know. Yeah, that double. It's a double double. It matches the four of them standing together. I guess it was on the ambulance. I didn't see that, but it was obviously the scripture and the time. And yeah. Okay. I guess. Interesting. I guess. I mean, it's fine. I, I think you can either read a lot into that or I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's extra. It's not narrative driving. Yeah. It doesn't draw you in. No. <laughs> yeah. Did you like the tension between the two families and uh, Elizabeth Moss's character and stuff? Um, I guess they seemed a little bit like stereotypes too, with no kind of real background or do we know how they knew each other? I don't think we do. I, mean, I, I would only imagine like college friends or high school friends or something, but no, it didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, and they're competitive. Maybe I thought maybe they worked together, or, or okay, I don't know. Who knows? See, I, I think it's if I was writing it, I'd want that to be a real relationship that feels grounded. Um, I mean, I do like Elizabeth Moss in general, but I thought her husband especially was a caricature more than a real character. Yeah, I thought the the father of the main family was kind of. I was gonna say. Not funny. I don't know if that's fair. I mean, he's funny, I guess. I I would have thought he'd be funnier <laughs> based on Jordan Peele writing it. It was just kind of like lamey daddy dad jokes. Not daddy, but. Yeah. <laughs> not not daddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, I think he had the most comedic lines, though, right? I mean, like. Yeah. He's they tried to, to make him funny. Right. He was supposed to be the comedic relief for sure. But it was just, I don't know. Did you ever like laugh out loud at it? Uh, n- no, not, not really. I don't think I really laughed at this movie. 
Yeah. And I feel like the kids, I mean, I, the daughter's tethered was so creepy. I thought she was the creepiest one. Uh, To be like sort of sadistic. Yeah. But you get that. I mean, it would have been cool to see that more instead of having the mother say that about her. I mean, her, you do see her murder the random guy from a distance, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there could have been more of that. I think that's just an example where they say it about her instead of just showing it. Right. Where you could have just had the pursuit and seen her kill somebody. Did you look up stuff online about the meaning? And I, I actually didn't. I, I came out of this movie also pretty like just upset. I don't know. Yeah. I thought the last 20 minutes really took a downward turn and I just haven't been too interested in it. The, uh, the one thing I did see is that um, Jordan Peele said uh, Lupita Nyong'o would stay in character between shoots. So if she was shooting the tethered scenes, you know, she would talk like that and interact like that when he was trying to give her notes on how to act, which would be very weird to interact with someone doing that. Yeah. And also seems unnecessary. It's not like a deeply psychological character, you know, and hard on the throat. Yeah, seriously. I saw that she said she was inspired by um, people with a certain disability. I can't remember the name of the disability, but their 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 throat muscles tighten up. Oh, so they always speak like that. And then that, and then there's two national associations of people that have that disability who got very offended and issued a statement saying. People are already scared of us. Don't make horror characters based on people that sound like us. Which makes sense. That would not be what it I would want. It does make sense. It's, I thought it was a very interesting turn of events. I'm wonder, I mean, I'm sure she wasn't expecting that. No. Did you hear about, or did you, on your, I did not think of this on my own, but reading about it, people think that the son might have switched places too with his tethered before this movie takes place. Oh, I, what would make, why would that be the theory? Because he was awkward and uh, not very verbal, so he's kind of behind. He was encouraged to draw pictures, just like his mother had been when she was a young kid. He uh, wore a mask. He his his tethered, the, uh, ostensibly the tethered, has burn scars all over his face from when he's doing his magic trick. It's, oh, and he was trying to figure out how to do the magic trick. But the tethered, the so the under this theory, the real tethered. Can't do the magic trick. Right. I get that. Yeah, you get it. Okay. And then at the end, at the very last scene, the mother, I mean, he, he doesn't tell on his mother. He, he puts the mask down and it's like, right. That kind of knowing moment. Yeah. They have a secret that they share. Uh, I like, I like that theory. I don't, I don't know if it's really totally supported, but I, I get where it could come from. Yeah. It's for us too. <laughs> One thing about the son that I don't think any of the other tethers expressed or we saw was they did more of like a mirroring effect. So like when the, the son is backing up at the end of the movie and the, the tethered also starts backing up and backs all the way up into the fire, none of the other um, tethered expressed sort of that double or that copy aspect, I guess, except for the mom with during like the dancing. The mom during the dancing, all of them, at, all of them in the underground lair or caves. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? But because otherwise everyone could just back away, could stop their double from killing them. So I, people, I, I mean, the stuff I read said the fact that the first son that we meet in the real world could force the other one to back up into the fire 
disproves the theory that the first one we meet is the tethered. But other people felt like because that was one of the rare chances or rare instances where that kind of control was exerted, then maybe that was some weird thing because of their reversal. But I, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I, yeah, I'd almost say it's more proof that the boy in the world that we meet first is the tethered. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. We've talked about kind of the aspects of the movie. Are there other things you liked or, or disliked? You want to make sure we're reviewing, man. I don't know. Just, I mean, I don't have much else to say other than the hands across America thing was creepy. I guess they all decided to do that because that's the shirt the girl was wearing when she got captured. And so she, I don't understand. Like, and they couldn't do the, th- the thriller dance. You know, Michael Jackson's out right now. Yeah. I wonder what Jordan Peele thinks of his timing of it coming out. I don't Yeah. It just all feels very contrived, but yeah, maybe like hands across America was the one thing the girl held on to. And so that's the story she told. Like, why would that be the redeeming thing that the tethers would want to do? Yeah. Cause also it's not like they don't know what's going on in the world above. Right. Or do they? No. I know. I think only the girl had the sort of understanding. All the others seemed. Why didn't they leave? Know, very... Why didn't they leave their lair a long time ago? What stopped them? She's the only one that had free will somehow. Just a lot of planning needed. You're right. You're right. They should what? have had more people go out. Uh, uh, yeah. And why didn't um, the second mother that we meet red, I think is her name. If that's really the original woman. Why didn't she do the same thing that the son did to the other son and back him back her into something like if she has if if real humans have that much more power, why didn't she come to the surface and immediately kill her her shadow, her tethered? I mean, yeah, it was that like bad supervillain thing where she had to monologue about it. I hated that monologue so bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What would you rate us out of five? Well, I would just, I just want to say us, like you and I, five out of five for sure. <laughs> yeah. And please rate us five out of five. Yeah. But us, <laughs> I would, uh, I would give it, dang it. I think I'm going to give it a two. I think this is a two as well. Oh. I just feel like that's where it sits. It's uh, not, I, I'm never going to watch it again. Right. I'm never going to watch it again for sure. I was angry. And I would not, rec- I would not recommend it either. I don't know. It wasn't fun. It wasn't. No. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Sorry, Jordan. If you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. So I think uh, let's, let's move on then before we wrap up. Ty, do you have something else you want to recommend for people to watch, read or listen to? Uh, Yeah. I saw a film. There's a, there's my, I think my favorite film festival in the world is new directors, new films, which happens right now in New York city. It's at Lincoln center and also MoMA museum of modern art. And it's like they go to Sundance and Berlin and Toronto and they find all the films that I would want to see if I was at those film festivals. It's always international films. There's always kind of magic realism, weirdness. Formally they're very weird, but they tell good stories. So I went to one this last weekend called Manta Ray by a Thai, um, it was a Thai cinematographer who made it as his first directed, first directing job, and it was about the Rohingya refugees on the border with, I think, Cambodia. Anyway, it's in Thailand that it takes place, but, um, and it was beautiful. A refugee 
who's mute stumbles or is found and a guy helps him come back to nurse him back to health. And then the guy disappears and the mute refugee takes over his life. And all the while they go into the forest and harvest magic rocks that turns turn into manta rays when they throw them into the bay. (laughs) This is very weird, but so beautifully shot. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Okay. I think that's getting wide release later this summer, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's on many pirating websites that have a big tie base. Okay. Uh, I think, (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Are we doing this podcast for the masses or yes, or for the select few cinephiles out there? Well, we do want to appeal to a broad base. Uh, So I, I help out in that area. Uh, my recommendation this week is going to be for a new show on FX. Then it's the um, the TV series uh, recreation of the movie from a couple years ago, What We Do in the Shadows. Mm. And so, I mean, it's the same sort of mockumentary vampires in the modern world. They live on Staten Island. They're totally out of touch with the culture. And um, Taika Waititi is like obviously not in it, but is a, is a producer. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, only a couple episodes are out. I think they've been pretty funny and it does fit my sort of sense of comedy. Reed, I love you, but I hate that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just, uh, okay, go ahead. Not, not for you, huh? It's not for me. I wish it was. I wish it was. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, If I asked you what you did in the shadows, I would say podcasting because it's so dark over there. The shadow, this podcast is coming to you from the shadows, from the shadows. Thanks for joining us for another episode of two brothers review the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley. I'm pretty sure that was a home run. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye.